0: 18 plus.
2: Hello
1: and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. I'll read. Oh is that um, slang? Yeah. Is that a... dialect?
0: <laughs> I just thought I'd lean into my jolly roots a bit more.
1: Oh fantastic I love that. Have I love seen... that we're in Newcastle podcast and we have an authentic Geordia.
2: <laughs> Quite early for a tangent, but have you seen that clip from an episode of, I think it's the American crime drama, Castle, where they, oh, have, they yes. have a Geordie on there. One of the cops <laughs> like, it's okay, I speak Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. sort of like, yeah. He's yeah, saying Div and Junot, that's Geordie for Don't You Know. <laughs> it's right. so brilliantly bad. I've
0: got to see that. It is the worst Geordie accent you've ever heard. It's even worse than yours.
2: But they also treat it like it's a language and not a dialect. So I yeah. can translate Geordie. It's okay.
1: <laughs> um, but... So it's been a while since the last uh, podcast. Someone said, someone asked us uh, on Twitter why it's been so long. Uh Basically, I went on holiday. So we've had three uh, <laughs> games since the last uh, podcast.
2: Imagine if News Twenty Four did that <laughs> it's like for a week. <laughs> <laughs> the host Hugh Edwards has gone on holiday. There's no six o'clock news, and we're more important than the six o'clock news.
1: They all get to go on holiday,
2: you know. But yeah. they get people to stand in. You know,
1: this is not a professional operation. In case you were wondering. <laughs> Um, so we've had three games since the last podcast. <coughs> Man United 0-0, mm-hmm. Everton, we won 1-0, and Tottenham, we won 2-1. I'm reading this all off the internet because I have very little memory of any of them because I was at an all inclusive resort where you were offered booze at 20-minute intervals for the whole time. So, I mean, I think I watched most of the Everton game, but I've got no memory of it seen highlights of all of them, but i'm going to be completely reliant on both of you because I have no memory of anything so um I think we should start by talking about the Spurs game because yeah, that was the well, okay. most uh, recent game and the most consequential so um Paul, what were your thoughts on that?
2: I think the main thing for me is to- Taking all three games together, the Man U game, we looked so knackered by the end of it. I thought we're going to really struggle to have three games in a week here. And the Mm. Spurs game, which looked so full of energy, we were, the opening 20 minutes, Spurs looked quite decent. I thought they were finding gaps and they were looking like decent Spurs. And before we would have just let that happen and that would have been the game over but we just seem like a team that's able to make tactical tweaks in real time to win games. I, I don't trust it. I don't know what to do.
0: <laughs> I think the um, certainly with the talking about like tiredness, I think because we're getting quite a bit of criticism at the minute from opposition um, fans and even managers about the amount of time that we're wasting towards the end of the game. I genuinely think that's not just to waste time and try and kill off the game but I think it's to kind of reserve a bit of energy towards the end of the, the game just to like stop that that high intensity that we play with for the majority of it we just kind of yeah that's like Nick Pope in the Spurs game could have been could have been red carded for the amount yeah. of time he was wasted um, certainly he wasted
2: Joling. 94 minutes they told it yeah <laughs>
0: Um, but I don't, I don't mind it because we don't yet have the quality, like the strength and depth to, to maintain that level of intensity for three games in a week. We just don't. We can't do it.
2: I think the Spurs game was odd as well because it's, it's the first time I can remember where we've time wasted and you felt like we didn't need to like the Man U game we were coming under the cosh at the end man U probably should have nicked it at the end they had two really good chances but spurs just looked completely out of ideas
0: mm-hmm. i think that, th- 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 Sorry, recently,
1: go on. recently the it, the year anniversary of the takeover came up um and i guess we're approaching <laughs> the year anniversary of eddie Howe coming in and uh aside from the changes to the squad the big huge changes since he came in would be obviously intensity and and fitness mm. right that's been a huge thing and also it seems like he feels to me like a very ambitious manager right he like he wants to be a winner you know mm. so there's like that's been instilled in the squad that like the time wasting that goes with proper winning squads, right?
2: Yeah, that's what happens when you get players like Trippier from Atletico Madrid. You get players mm. that know how to see out games and aren't yeah. afraid to annoy opposition fans. I don't mm. want us conceding goals in the final minute and getting applauded off by the opposition fans. I'd rather... I'd rather they thought we were big shit houses.
0: Yeah, I mean, we started the game against Liverpool where we'd been, you know time-wasting for a lot of the final, like, 20 minutes. And then Joe Linton's got an opportunity to, to run it into the corner flag, but he doesn't. He crosses it, and from that, they go up the other end, win the corner, and, and get the get the goal that ultimately wins it. Whereas if you just bought a foul or put it out for a throw-in up their end or whatever, just, just time-wasted up that end, we probably would have seen the game out. So I'm okay with it. Yeah,
2: okay. I don't think our time wasting was as controversial as other things in the game.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, man, you've been um, fined twice in the space of I think a week and a half, maybe two weeks, for the the behaviour of their players um, in surrounding the ref and and challenging the. The, the decisions and stuff like that. And that to me is, that that's less to me about tactically winding down the game and more about entitled arseholes being unentitled arseholes.
1: Can we talk about the fact that, can, can we talk about the fact, I mean, what true to type, we've, uh, I think this is two podcasts in a row, that after very early on, uh, after, um, very satisfying victories. I mean, this one perhaps being um the best result of the season, possibly <laughs> the calendar year. Very early on, we've managed to um go into a quite a turgid conversation
2: <laughs> about the possible things. Yeah, that's true. We <laughs> beat spurs thing. away and we look Fucking good! Yeah, like, We've
1: just beaten spurs, spurs away. So We've just beaten Spurs away two one. We've just immediately gone into a ten minute conversation about time wasting.
0: <laughs> it's kind of opposite. So. It's
2: just phenomenal. We I just mean,
0: that, um, we're not the ones driving out? this. Say
2: that yeah. again. Oh, we're not the ones driving this.
1: No, absolutely. That's just that's that's me suddenly like asleep at the wheel. Hang on a minute. Um, can we talk about the fact that um, Miggy Almirón has now scored five goals in the last five games?
0: Yeah, what's going on there? It's, so. He's he's it, partly, I think, it's because he's he's like um, getting a good run of games, and he's playing in a system that gets the most out of him. Because he, you know, I mean, his his endeavour was never in doubt, but playing with a lot more confidence, seeing a lot more of the ball you know, linking up with Trippier and Bruno instead of with the best will in the world, Javier Menkio and Matty Longstaff or whatever. Like he's just, it's great to see. I love his little face. I love it. Um, I don't know if it can continue. I think, I think I said it on a few, few pods ago that this is his peak. And I think he's just riding this, the crest of this wave for longer than I expected. Um, but I'm expecting, like, a, a regression soon enough. But until then, let's fucking enjoy it. Because he, he's banging in not just a lot of goals. He's banging in really, really good goals. Like, really fucking good goals.
1: Well, it obviously can't continue at this rate, you would have thought. Because if it does, then he's, he, he, he's, he's suddenly one of the best players of the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know... Maybe now he's gone from three or four goals a season player to 12 or 15 goals a season player, which would be amazing.
2: Mm. Yeah, this doesn't feel like when Joe Willock scored in seven games in a row. I don't think he's going to drop that significantly. I think he's just got... I think having Trippier behind him and Bruno combining with him and even Sean Longstaff, it's just Mm. everything's clicked with the personnel around him. The system we're playing suits him. His, he's not a one man press anymore like he was before. It's not yeah. endless. So he's actually we're actually using players in the right positions and telling them the right things to do. And when you do that consistently enough and coach them well, they start to improve. But yeah, he's not scoring many tap-ins, like two this week were just Yeah. The second one most
0: feel-
1: Salaresque. Finishing feels like the most uh, form-dependent part of football. Would you say that, like, if you're not in form in terms of finishing, then it, 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 that's it, this, the wrong. Yeah, thing as a fan of room.
2: as a fan of Cm Dion and John Dal thomason I think we've seen that kind of borne out for our club.
0: Oh, it's it's absolutely to do with with confidence. And I think he—he right now is in a rich vein of form because he is full of confidence. And I think the only thing that's going to knock the confidence is if he, you know, has really has a fucking shitter of a game, just because nothing goes right for him. Because sometimes he can have those games, or if he gets an injury. That aside, if he keeps, even if he doesn't score, fine. I think his levels of confidence are going to be up and up and up and. We're gonna benefit it. I mean, there's there's talk of him getting a new contract in the pipeline. Um, I think he's done enough to deserve it. And I certainly think he's done enough to perhaps make the the ownership and the management think twice about replacing him with a wide forward.
2: Yeah, I think I think replacing him was probably our transfer priority going into winter. And I don't think it is now. I I think we'll probably be getting a central midfielder instead. If we sign anyone,
1: I'm full of confidence right now because I am confident that if we go for a little break now, the listeners will come back for the second half. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure I share that confidence to get into a liturgical conversation. Well, well, here's what I think if they don't come back, fuck them. I don't care. Wow. Wow. If you don't come back for the second
2: half, then do you know what I mean? Like that's your that's your loss. Someone has not come back from holiday with an all-inclusive attitude.
1: (laughs) No, do you know what I mean? I can take it or leave it. So anyway, we're gonna listen, we're gonna go go on a break now. We're gonna go on a break now. And you know, you have a good think about whether you want to stick around for the second half, because we're gonna do it, whether you come or not. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Good break, guys. Lovely. It's so, long, long. I, <laughs> so, I see you've come crawling back <laughs> to the second half. So, like I say, I have very little memory of anything that happened in any of these games. So, I'm relying on you two to steer it towards... Goals. Maybe talk about actual goals. Talk about actual key incidents.
0: Okay. Uh, well, the the opening goal against Spurs was contentious because uh, Loris Loris charged out onto a ball between defence and keeper, and was um, and collided with Callum Wilson. And uh, those who didn't want the goal to be given were saying that well, it's a foul on the keeper. And those who did want the goal to be given were saying well no it's just a coming together of two players and if it was any other position other than keeper involved nobody would care it would just be well they've bounced off each other the defending player's gone down like f- thrown himself down strikers well within his rights to compete for that ball physically and then to put the ball into the empty net and I'm on that side if you, if you couldn't guess.
2: Yeah <laughs> I think even being partisan, it was, it was just Hugo Lloris going mad, which he does mm. sort of once a, once every few months. He's yeah. an amazing keeper, but every now and then he's an awful keeper, and he's probably at fault for both of our goals.
0: I'd um, say so, and yeah.
2: I, for one, celebrate that. I think yeah. all keepers should start doing that. <laughs> Although we made him kind of at fault for our goals as well. Like there was. We were playing on his weaknesses. Our pressing game seemed designed to get him into those areas of uncertainty. There was a good thing. I think it was on the Athletic, looking at the way we set up against Spurs, where it was it was very much draw them onto the front foot, and then our defenders to just play long through balls. And you could see early on that it was a really good one because shares ball for the Wilson goal was actually quite a bad pass. But the warning had been there earlier. He played a perfect through ball to Joe Linton, who was playing a left forward for this instead of a midfielder and probably should have ended up scoring from there. Mm. Just It's so weird at the minute. Our back four are probably combined better passes of the ball than our midfield. <laughs> so why not do that? With the exception of Bruno. But the rest of our midfield, are not... Amazing passes of the ball, maybe Shelby. You would put in that bracket, but you yeah. look at Botman and Share and Trippier. They're just amazing passes of the ball, unflustered, and yeah. Well, I mean, you
1: mentioned four, our back four are also the stats. Well, in terms of uh, conceding goals, the best back four in the Premier League at the moment.
0: Which- yeah. And it's not just the goals allowed column that's that's shedding, you know, is showing us in a good light. If you look at the amount of chances that we're allowing, it's actually pretty low. I don't, th- I don't think we're top, but I think we're certainly one of the one of the teams that's, you know, restricting the opposition to a low number of chances. What is interesting is the amount of pressures we're putting on uh, the opposition high up the pitch, and we are first for that. There is no team in the league that's. Um, Pressuring the ball high up the pitch more than we are, and that just shows that the the defending is is throughout the team. It's not just the responsibility of the back four um, to do that. And that's why Almirón's looking so good. That's why Joe Linton's doing so well. It's 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 a mark of Eddie Howe. I think Eddie Howe's achievements are kind of being um, overlooked outside of Newcastle, outside of Newcastle fans, because the the instant like, the instant like assumption is, oh well, it's just because he's bought, you know, two hundred million pounds worth of players. But it's not just that. Like you, you have to drill down into the, the performances of the players that were there before the takeover, before how, and look how much they've improved and look how much the team's improved.
2: Yeah, it's um, quite if you're Kieran Clark, it's gotta be really annoying seeing all our bad players turned into amazing footballers as well because <laughs> it's sort of, it's saying there was nothing there to work with at the start
1: So let's sort of assess where we are and, and what we think might come of it Andy Sheldon says, current form and league position is outstanding but being realistic, where do you see us finishing the season and have we got a chance of a cup? Call.
0: Cool.
2: Well, I said seventh at the start of the season. I think we'll finish higher than that now. Top four is going to be very tricky because I think you look at Chelsea now, Potter's there. I feel like they'll definitely be top four. You've got Arsenal and Man City will definitely be... Top, I mean, you can never say definitely with Arsenal because they find new ways to make you think they're good and then fuck up every year. <laughs> But then Manu looked very good with 10 Hogs. I, f- I feel like fifth or sixth is <coughs> not completely unrealistic. Yeah. I don't, Liverpool and knackered. I can't see them getting top four this year.
1: I don't see us getting top four, but I, I, I could see us finishing sixth.
2: Yeah. I but think form I... for the calendar year, we're fifth, and league table at the minute, we're fourth. So it's not. It's not like it's a mad suggestion that we could finish top four. But the
1: two teams behind us have got a game in hand on us.
2: Yeah. Well, we've got less players going to the World Cup. I mean, that's the big variable this season, or the big mm-hmm. unknown. The World Cup, nobody knows how teams are going to react to that. I oh, think the bad. other thing with us, if we're in with a sniff of top four, or if we're in the top four in the January window, then I wouldn't be surprised to see our board invest quite heavily to try and cement that because that would be a chance that they hadn't banked on
1: yeah i was looking at the schedule for the the world cup it's mental as in it goes premier league fixture weekend then they're all off for the world to the world cup a whole World Cup, World Cup final, then they come back and it's straight into the next weekend as Premier League fixture. There's
0: no like two week
1: buffer either side or anything. It is. I get it. There.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess what clubs are hoping for is either that their teams, national team, their players' national team get knocked out early, or that only one or two get through to the World Cup final. Because I mean, I mean, who's going to be favourite to the World Cup final is probably. Brazil, England, it's
2: got to be. It's got to be. Um,
0: so, I, but either way, I think we're going to we will benefit from from that because we'll be in a strong position to make signings over January, and not a lot of our players are going to the World Cup when you compare it to the other teams at the top end of the table.
2: Yeah.
0: So should we
1: do that now? Who who will go? Trippier will probably go. Bruno. Yeah. yeah. Trippier might not play. Bruno will probably. Play
2: outside that. chance, Joe Linton. You never know. Love to see it. <laughs>
1: Has he ever played?
2: Not for no. Brazil, but
1: no. Has he ever played football?
2: A <laughs> 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 Switzerland so... through the share going?
0: Fuck, oh, I can't remember, man. It's, it's Garang Kual
2: is going. <laughs> I don't think that'll affect <laughs> us too much.
1: Uh, World Cup. Wilson could potentially go.
0: Yeah,
2: saw an interview with him uh, today. He's really pushing Pope. for it. it. Although, it doesn't really affect keepers in the same way. I, I,
0: I don't know if if Wilson will go. I think it'll be Kane, Tony, um, Abraham.
2: Abraham's gone off the boil a bit, though, hasn't he? I think if Wilson stays fit between now and then, and scoring one every two games. <coughs> I think Mm. he'll go. It's just such a massive if. Paraguay, Mm. are they through?
0: Uh, No.
1: If if Wilson does stay fit, then that's a pretty much guarantee that he'll get injured during the World Cup.
2: Well, The other thing as well, after the World Cup, we'll have Izak coming back. I keep forgetting we've got him. It's our record signing and he's one of the most highly rated young strikers in world football.
0: Uh, but no, I'm, this I'm, the thing, we've
2: got to fourth at the minute and we've never had our strongest 11 on the pitch at the same time
1: Phil um, Huntsman Phil Huntsman on Twitter says who will our top goal scorer
2: be this season um, it has have to be Wilson right well Miggy's top at the minute isn't
0: he he's got six goals this season um, so far in the Premier League I don't I don't know if Wilson will be because I think partly due to him missing a few games, partly because Isaac's going to obviously be challenging for the for the starting position. I reckon it could be Almiron, you know. I, I, I could see the end of the season coming along with him getting another three or four goals and that being enough to, to be top goal scorer. Okay. Okay. Well, I, you
1: know, well, I guess we'll just have to see. Do you want to put a thousand pounds on it?
0: <laughs> well, who's whose thousand pounds? Yours. Yeah. I'll put your thousand pounds down. Fun eight, eight, eight,
1: eight. Right. Hmm. Um, Chris Wood, are New Zealand in the World Cup No.
0: no. Nope. Nope. So I'm just looking at the the, the Wikipedia now. Um, Switzerland are in the World Cup. Um Botman might be are, going.
2: He's in yeah. their long list at the minute, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Um, France are going, but I can't imagine St. Maximum getting a call up. No. England are obviously there, so that's Trippier, uh, Pope, outside chance of Dan Byrne, but that's a really big yeah. like, outside chance. Um, we haven't got anybody from Belgium, Croatia, Denmark, Germany, Poland, Portugal. I mean, the
2: thing say, with us as well, we don't need a World Cup to injure our players. We're perfectly <laughs> good at doing that by ourselves. True. Um, so
1: all hail. A- oh, speaking of the World Cup, all hail Teague says. I asked this question during the Euros, but lots of things have changed. I don't remember. Where would our squad finish in upcoming World Cup
2: quarterfinals? I reckon.
1: I guess would we be playing? The question is. Would we be playing countries? Yes. Yeah. Who have not trained together, and we have trained together. Yeah. So, and you put it like that, I, I think we could get to the semis. Just because, just because we're a team that plays together.
2: Yeah, it's that sort of big unknown, isn't it? Like that sort of team cohesion could be such a big factor that a team like Palace could win the World Cup under those circumstances yeah, you don't really
1: say, know yeah. but yeah I think yeah quarters semis I mean, it seems ridiculous to say really looking at just looking at our, the list of our squad here because we've just, we've just established that most of our the vast majority of our players
2: are not good enough to play in the World Cup <laughs> <laughs> all their nations haven't qualified
0: yeah, because I think it's mean, a maximum definitely is, but he's not gonna get picked because cool.
1: yeah. but our starting eleven is like, includes like Sean Longstaff and Joe Willock, who are, are nowhere near England. No. Um uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I think we'd get out of the group, whatever. We'd get yeah. out of
2: the group. Although Sean Longstaff can switch nationality to Burundi, because he's <laughs> dual national.
1: Oh yeah, because didn't he? Is that because he um, uh, married? Uh, oh, what the fuck was his name? Who do we? Didn't we have a player who played for Burundi? Bigger Bigerimana.
2: Oh yeah. No.
1: Bigerimana. Oh, right. I'm going to look him up. Bigger Bigerimana.
2: Did he go to Coventry after us and not really progress, or did we sign him from Coventry, or both?
0: I think we signed him from Coventry.
2: He was the next Tote and then very quickly wasn't.
1: Yeah. A few of those.
2: It feels like we've probably to... got a youth set up now where that will hopefully happen less.
0: Well, have you seen that that Santiago Munoz um, that we signed? Uh, he's, he's been let go. Uh, we oh, signed him on loan he? and then we've no interest in signing him long-term. We also picked up a, Scot- a young Scottish player uh, called Reagan Thompson and he's, he's been let go. We've recently signed uh, Amadou Diallo, who was on the West Ham books. Um,
2: he was we... one of my football manager amazing wingers. So for that reason, I'm quite excited. Wow. About two, three years ago.
1: <coughs> Bigger Amarna. Is he's, he's currently 29 and he's playing in uh, Tanzania
2: for a Tanzanian football club, one of the yeah. hardest leagues in the world. Yeah,
1: <laughs> best league <laughs> in the world. Before that, he was playing in the um, in the Northern Irish league, so it's fair to say he didn't live up to the promise that some of us thought that he had. It's, the other one I always look up, see how he's doing is Media
0: Bead. He's, have, he's carving out a decent career in the Hasn't French,
2: he like had European league. football at some point since leaving yeah. us? He he's one of the few. It feels like we are the highlight of almost all of our players' careers in a way I don't think it happens with other clubs.
1: <coughs> I'd say it happens with clubs like.
2: Real Madrid Yes <laughs> But not clubs comparable to us Especially in the Mike Ashley era Yeah, Considering we were a stepping stone It's unusual for players to step on from us Players like Daryl Yanmatt, Who looked re- Or well, he went. Yeah. 12, what we're, think, what we're
1: we he saying
0: is we've ruined awesome. a lot of players Yes
2: Or sold them At their high point And they've not actually been that good
0: but what's great now is we are a club that is, you know, um rejuvenating players. You look at Joe Linton, you look at Almiron, these are like Fabian Share, uh, to a lesser degree, Emil Kraft, like these are all players who were you know, we were talking about we're never gonna get any money for half of them. And and now like Joe Linton's one of the best, like statistically one of the best midfielders in the country. Almiron's a scoring worldies every week. He's having a goal of the month competition by himself.
2: Are we like um, rehab for footballers now? Yeah. Well, let's... Um, now that we have got on to the subject of
1: players past, <laughs> I, do, I didn't anticipate me being on Bigger Wikipedia page this evening. I was hoping to have an evening off that. <laughs> 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 uh, Lloyd Kent... Says on Twitter, excluding Shearer and Cisco, if you could bring any player from the past twenty years into the present team, who would it be? Bigger than man. Into the current. So let's take the question as yeah. Bring a player from the last twenty years and, and, and that could improve our current team
2: number. I would go with either peak Czech Tiote or maybe Genie Wijnaldum.
1: Mm. They're both really good shots. I would yeah. go, uh, my instinct was
0: Tioté. Yeah I immediately was drawn to Tioté. I also thought Jose Enrique Mm, because I think our left back situation like Dan Burns doing a great job but he's not a left back but Matt Target
2: is decent though he's just not getting
0: in I just think um
2: it is weird the Matt Target situation
1: if I was Matt Target I'd think I'd be a bit pissed off I mean I like you know it's football it's the way it is but he was like he went on us to us on loan uh because of Luca Dean going to Villa, right? He, he mm. thought, well, I, I mm. want to play every game and I'm not going to anymore. So he went on loan to us, played every game, did really well. Then we signed in permanently. And, and then a, we put a centre-back at left back.
0: <laughs> so there, there, is, there is a tactical thing for that because essentially because Trippy is playing so far forward, Dan Byrne doesn't go forward. He joins um, and, um, he joins Cher and Botman as a back three as yeah. Trippier moves on forwards, whereas if Target were playing, he's not really a centre-half, so you wouldn't play him in that position. You'd, I think if some Maximum returns and immediately slots straight back into the first team, you might see the return of um, Matt Target because he would provide like, a better balance. Because he'd be more of a traditional left-back yeah, uh, because, because I mean... You've
1: Linton, when you've got Joe Linton on the left, he can sort of cover a bit while... Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Okay, interesting. Uh,
0: You're welcome.
1: Okay, so check. it seems like a good a good call. Jose Enrique, I was not expecting an answer
0: to that question. I mean, you could also go Demba Bar. Demba Bar's, like, just a phenomenal striker. Sure. Lauren Robert
2: 20 years. When did Lauren Robert leave us?
1: He certainly played for us in 2004,
0: 2005. Uh, it's just I remember in.
1: Lauren Robert in the London
2: Pubs. I guess if it wasn't for his recent upturn in form, there'd be a good argument for Solano as well instead of Almiron.
0: Mm. Oh, I'd love to see Pete Solano in this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lon Robert left in uh, 2000, beginning of
1: 2005. Danny Simpson?
0: No. Yeah. Fuck you. Premier League winner. Premier League winner. I was, I was joking. It's just.
1: I it just been a dick. Um, Okay. Oh, Tyne Tames says Halloween special. Who was, is our scariest player
2: of the Premiership era? Ooh. Looks wise, Clown <laughs> Think Duncan Ferguson. Oh, God, yeah. John that, just ask game. anyone who's tried to rob his house. <laughs> they will agree. Dave, you've put a Halloween filter on Zoom. How Hello, I just thought you'd
0: enjoy that. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Um, John- John Joe Shelby's got, you know, yeah. something of the night about him. Almiron. Almeron and Shelby, you could imagine robbing graves together. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so John Joe Shelby's got that sort of like, um, just could give off just pure sort of slow-paced evil. Do you know what I mean? Just like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tonight we rob graves. <laughs> <then>, yes, Master. <laughs>
2: yeah, the has got the red. Come, Miguel. <laughs> Coming, Master. Shall I bring the spade? <laughs> I was
1: going to say, more sort of like Joe Cashy, but you're right. <laughs> come, come, Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and the is uh, just like r- running around doing far more grave robbing than, <laughs>
2: than, than, than necessary until Eddie, Eddie Howe comes in and gets him to become a more focused grave robber. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, our next uh, professional football game is. Uh, On Saturday, and it is against
2: Aston Villa. Am I right? Yeah. Three o'clock kickoff at home.
0: They haven't, they do not win at St. James's Park. Um, They, the last time they won was the infamous game where um, Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer had a fight.
2: No way.
0: Yeah. And also, the, the, that game is often remembered for those two, but people forget that was also the game that Stephen Taylor got sent off for that ridiculous handball. The one layer.
2: where Stephen Taylor got shot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did
1: um, win on Sunday, 4 um, 0. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I still don't think that they're a particularly good team. I, I think we've got some decent players, but we are. If we, if we were Steve Bruce's or Rafa Benitez's um, Newcastle United, I would say then, yeah, they, they're riding on a crest of the wave. They've got a good chance. Like, you never know, blah, blah, blah. This is the team that Eddie Howe has been coaching for the last two seasons, and it is, it is f- fucking good at getting results. We've got good players, good manager, good tech, good tactics. And they
1: are. I've just realized what, what all the um, pretty much chat is going to be, certainly amongst the Newcastle media, probably, is the fact that uh, Villa are now managed by Unai Emery, the first person uh, we offered the job of manager to mm. in this era. So that's going to be
2: a big talking point, isn't it? Well, I think my idea really he there are a lot of people when we got Eddie Howe were saying we've missed out on Gerard. <laughs> I, don't feel like... I, I think I definitely had reservations about Howe at the start, but now I think we probably got the best manager we realistically could have, and missing out on Emery was probably a blessing.
0: Yeah. I mean, Emery em- will get them um, up the table, he will make sure that they are difficult to beat, to play with intensity, all that shit, that he will. He's a, he's a very good coach. I don't know if he's going to get them to climb the table very much beyond just mid-table. Um, but he hasn't got his visa yet, so he's not going to be in charge. So it's going to be that Dank, I think his name is, that coach called Dank. And I shit, think that... that shit.
2: This <laughs> <laughs> is just one... He's got one name and it's just Dank. Yeah. Like share. <laughs> like he sounds like a Euro DJ. <laughs> hey guys, it's Dank.
1: <laughs> Dank playing at a ski resort. <laughs> <laughs> managed
2: by a man called Dank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, really? Can't remember
0: one. his format. Yeah. I I, yeah, I
2: was really looking get, forward like, to this game. Right. I was really looking forward to this before Gerard got sacked because I think we could have absolutely hammered them. It's much more of an unknown now. Mm. I feel a lot more confident now. I know they're managed by a man called Dank.
1: <laughs> Honestly, though, some of his house remixes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, no one's buying into my my Dank DJ. Name, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. So, um <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture it. You know, I'm just not managing. I can see it. To translate it into pure comedy. So, um let's go for score predictions, Dave.
0: 2-0. Uh, but, like, a comfortable Paul, 2 nil. Paul, 2-1. How comfortable?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How comfortable are two?
2: I think uncomfortable. Oh. I think it'll be like the 1-0 against them last season, where it'll be like a trippier free kick that wins it. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: tempting fate here,
2: but... It's 15-0. I, <laughs> I
1: reckon 3-0. Why
2: not? Oh. Yeah. God, hubris. Love it. Yeah,
0: yeah we're definitely going to lose now. The three yeah. of us have all been yeah. comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. What's
1: the thing. It's always possible. And that's why we love this game.
2: Uh, right, let's leave it there. <laughs> I feel like your warm weather podcast training has hasn't had
0: the desired effect. Yeah.
2: I think it's been a good one. I've got a bit of a cough,
1: it's not COVID, to the test this afternoon, but it's been a good one. Lovely. Well. Especially considering I don't remember watching any football <laughs> the last two weeks yeah. I, remember, I remember falling asleep to uh, match of the day highlights a few times with a, a few pina coladas in the system <laughs> <laughs> alright let's leave it there, thank you very much Dave Watson
0: thanks Fergus
1: thank you Paul Doolan thank you and thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today